May is Fibromyalgia Awareness Month. It's important to raise awareness about this chronic and often debilitating invisible illness known as fibromyalgia. This month-long campaign is an opportunity to educate people about the symptoms, causes, and treatments of fibromyalgia, as well as to show support for those living with these and other related invisible illnesses. Through increased awareness, we can work towards better understanding and management of fibromyalgia and ultimately improve the quality of life for those who are affected by it. And now on to this week's episode. It was overwhelming. It was scary. It was challenging. Why me? You know, uh, but now it's okay. I accept it. It's a lot easier. Today, we're wrapping up the final episode of the four-part series in our conversation with Teresa as we go through her journey from extreme fibromyalgia to completely reversing it into the levels of those unaffected by fibromyalgia. We're going to answer three questions as well. Uh, what would you say, Teresa, to those who are struggling with fibromyalgia? We're also going to discuss what would you say to the family and friends of those who have fibromyalgia? And lastly, what would you tell medical doctors or providers who currently are not doing a great job of treating fibromyalgia, but might be open to learning more? For me, treating fibromyalgia has become one of the most enjoyable problems I take care of. I don't have anybody come in and say, wow, Dr. Lynch, thank you so much for curing me for my urinary tract infection. But when you take somebody like Teresa, who's been struggling so much and completely makes such a big impact in so many different areas of her life, it just feels really good. And the only sad part is I wish I would have had a connection to help her earlier in her life. Remember that this podcast is for educational purposes only and should not replace a visit and discussion with your doctor or medical provider. And again, I am Dr. Michael Lenz, author of the book Conquering Your Fibromyalgia, Real Answers and Real Solutions for Real Pain. I am a pediatrician and internal medicine doctor, a lifestyle medicine physician, and a clinical lipidologist. I work with both children and adults with fibromyalgia and fibromyalgia-related issues. I've been a physician for over 25 years and really want to give thanks to all of the patients who helped me understand what fibromyalgia is by sharing their experiences with me. And now let's get on with this week's podcast. When we look at managing fibromyalgia, it is a comprehensive approach, incorporating all the aspects in an optimal way from optimal lifestyle and also looking at optimal medical management. And when it comes to lifestyle, when you incorporated your exercise, you gradually increased this. For many thinking, boy, when I overdo it, I hurt so much more. And when you did the diet, when you were feeling better, your gut was able to handle it much easier as you gradually increased that over time. 
But when they look at you now, they may be like Crystal Kent mentioned in a prior episode, like a duck who's floating nicely in the river or stream, but underneath they're paddling, they're doing stuff to help maintain. And for most people who have fibromyalgia when they were younger, they were actually really active. And for doctors who are seeing now people who have fibromyalgia as adults, they would be surprised to know that actually this patient who may be on your schedule is the least favorite patient when you see them. What am I going to do for you? They're non-compliant. They're tired. They're fatigued. They don't want to do anything. At least that can be the impression. They'd be surprised to know it, that they were so active when they were younger. It'd be like somebody who has ADHD who's trying to focus and concentrate. But it's such a big struggle. And if we would get mad at them for not trying hard and not applying themselves, that would just lead to continued frustration and difficulty. One of the analogies for treating ADHD, and it could be applied to really treating fibromyalgia, is that it's like having square wheels on your car. You can get there, but it takes so much more effort. And for treating the ADHD properly in this case, it's like rounding the wheels so that it takes much less effort to do the same amount. In fact, you're just putting your effort level to the same as those who don't have ADHD. I was going to say, you're, you're saying the square wheel gets rounder and it flows better. It does because um, a lot of people say, well, that's too much time that you have to put into yourself. It doesn't take that long to take care of myself every day. Meaning, um, at first, when I met you three and a half years ago, yeah, I, I had to write things down and try to track and try to, you know, understand and try, and then I get angry and then I say, no, I'm not going to do it. And then I get frustrated and then I go back and I do it again. So, you know, I'm in this vicious, vicious cycle, but now it, it, it's just me. It's part of me. It's who I am. And it's okay. I still have to work on it, just like everybody else. You know, if you want a different hairstyle, you have to style it differently, and it might take 10 minutes longer. Okay, same thing with, with fibro. I just got to take a little extra time, but it's not like it was when I first saw you three and a half years ago. It, it, was, it was intense. It was overwhelming. It was scary. It was challenging. Why me, you know? Um, but now... It's okay. I accept it. It's a lot easier. So everything you learn, you just keep repeating, and it, it just comes, it, it com becomes a part of you. It's who you are. And until you've had success with these interventions, all right, I'll try. Uh, you know, and then when you look back, when I first saw you, how many providers did you see? Before me, who gave some cliche advice and went more relaxed, <laughs> deep breathe. Uh, hey. That one's the mind that guys say, but the deep breathing exercises have been for no way people told me just had to be relaxing, open acting. I think going through better mouth is you, you don't have control. 
It's a feeling I don't have control. It's just beneath. I'm a passive receiver of this and I don't have any hope to get better. And now I'll say, hey, this intervention helped some. Our list didn't take you treating that completely versed by no means, but it no. maybe helped 25, 30%. Treating ADHD, completely reversing. Going on plant-based itself didn't reverse. Pacing itself didn't reverse. And managing stress, having education, I think having overarching education is another intangible to see how all of these are connected. Um, having information, you know, I have a chapter called connecting the dots into, I love movies, banners, sort of suspenseful, um, like the sixth sense. And oh yeah. At the end of the movie, you're like, it's, it's, it's how it's connected and to look back is you look back on oh that throwing games as a kid was really our lesson and it sleep on i was kind of tired and i was anxious because i was trying to get good in school and then that made my headaches worse and and wonder i was just active and i didn't want to i didn't want to cook with my mom because it was boring and tedious and it was recipe bowing and i didn't like doing homework until i really really had to and i realized i that did good grades and I wanted to thanks by myself and my bandmate to perform well. So I think weaving all of this together and it's easy to do something if it works when the player who's now putting into practice as a prep win in high school and he's trying to make it into his college, playing college is, wow, my shooting percentage is gone up. My, um, I'm jumping higher and faster and quicker. I made the starting team. I made the varsity and now I'm doing well and AU other stuff and I'm getting success. The coach, see, that works. I told you it works. And part of the message with the podcast and with the blog and just trying to help is that I've recognized there were a lot of people out there like yourself who are getting this help. And this is stuff that can be implemented by physicians who are listening to this. So if you are a physician, I hope that you uh, learn from Teresa's story that other people then who I'll never see. I can't see 10 million people. Everybody on this podcast that I'm going to go come and see you. I can't see them all, but hopefully they can work with their physician to help understand this because uh, it's so important for more uh, physicians to help get this. And from a rheumatology standpoint, they have enough to manage your with the classic inflammatory conditions and again, make the diagnosis that most that take a lot of people attempt to come in here yourself to say, this is what I'm going to do. And it's a different paradigm because it's, but is a neurologic disorder with hypersensitivity, with the fatigue, all these other issues that rheumatologists aren't used to really treating. They're not IVS experts, they're not migraine experts, experts, and T experts, they and understand yeah. they're necessarily going to, and that's for very good internist, pediatrician, manly physician, that they're in the perfect position to be able to help patients with this. Any last comments? One is if you're somebody listening now with fibromyalgia, what would you say to them if they're maybe where you were and years ago and struck? What would you wish you could? speak to them as they're going for a walk or doing the dishes or folding the laundry and struggling. Well, wish you could say to them. Find a provider that will educate you, you know, on your symptoms. Don't give up. I mean, my life isn't like it was 
you know, 20 years ago or 15 years ago, but I have a good news and it just happened this past Friday. Instead of going bowling, I went with my granddaughters and my son and we did duck bowling. Now you have a bowling ball that's 16 pounds. That's what I was used to throwing it. I was able to, I cannot believe this. I did one full game with a little, it's a, you know, little ball that goes in your hand and there's duck pins. And I actually rolled the ball. I was able to, you know, I was able to be the high, high scorer of all of them. I have a 168 game. Oh my God. I didn't think I'd ever had that feel. I just got, this is, I'm still on a high because this just happened Friday. I, it, it was amazing. I, I felt so, I, I felt so like me again. It was like, okay, if I can't go bowling, then what could I do that's close to what, you know, that sport is? So I'm now stepping out of the box and trying to think that way. Okay. Oh, good. So I tried that. So, you know, I want to go dancing. I love dancing. So I just have to work up on, you know, like learn one dance or, you know, a couple of di different dances, see how long I can go and just keep working at it every day. You know, whatever your passion is, it's not going to totally go away forever. You just have to say, okay, if I can't do it the regular way, can I, can I modify it? What would you say to friends or the family of people have five rounds of it? They don't have five rounds. Oh, it's so hard. I, f I feel bad because you can see the pain in their face when they say, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I don't understand. You look normal. You look fine. You don't talk about it. Um, but then when you talk about it, I still don't understand. You know, uh, please be patient with your, you know, if it's a family member or friend. It's real. It's not an excuse. And that's what I was always ta taught, that fibromyalgia is just an excuse. A diagnosis that they can't figure out what's wrong with you, fibromyalgia. No, it's real. Be patient with them. Listen to them. Understand them. Give them space when they need it. Um, don't forget about them. You know, catch up on you know with them if they can't go to the beach all day. Maybe an hour to the beach, or in the winter. They can't go out in the snow because it's so cold. Um, maybe uh, go to a movie um, if, if they can sit, you know, fairly, you know, a long time in a movie theater. Um, just something smaller, but just don't forget about them. Try to get them involved. I And they're going to say no, because I did a lot because I wasn't me. I didn't want to go anywhere. I didn't want to see people. I didn't want to you know, share too much um, until I could understand what's going on with me. And I had to learn to accept it. How can I, if I don't accept it, how can anybody else? I have to, uh, you know, so t take that time. Don't don't walk away from someone who has fibromyalgia. They need you. Getting that education is so important. Well, yeah, it is. Seeing what this is, it's this mystery. And it, it is. It is. Sounders. Been pretty to provide food. Our one. Hey, learn more. Is it 
valuable or worthwhile to try to learn more about fibromyalgia? I think it is. I really do. Um, I really got to know rheumatology a lot. Um, being a nurse, you can talk to the doctors a little bit differently and and kind of um, brainstorm and, and um, understand the numbers a little bit better and what they're trying to, you know, rheumatology is hard. It is a hard uh, subject, a hard um, uh, diagnosis. Uh, but fibromyalgia, don't, you know, please open the door somehow, even if it's a primary care. Look at fibromyalgia. Look at your patients. Look what happened with me. I, I have had it all my, well, ADHD, I've had it. I wasn't diagnosed, and I'm six, going to be 67 in a couple of weeks. Please, you know, just if you could take the time, you'd be surprised. Um, you'll fulfill, you'll help a, 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 your patient just have a, a little more rounded life and, and again, less medication. Yeah. Uh, teach them the diet aspect of it and the um, um, at you know, the exercise part of it. Me, I never wanted to go on medication. You know, when there was a time, okay, fine. If you had to have surgery, okay, fine. You know, but long-term, no. So how do we get there without doing that? Please understand that fibromyalgia is real. Yeah, based <laughs> your stories, uh, inspiration, Mel, and uh, I think for anybody listening and, and edified and learn so much, from your story. And, uh, I think one of the things too, for medical providers who may be listening, then I honestly like seeing people with fibromyalgia because it's rewarding. It is probably the most rewarding, one of the most rewarding things I take care of because you can have an impact on somebody who's truly struggling. It takes kind of a patient coach mindset. And I yeah. realized, and again, getting back to the book, I think I realized that somebody's got to buy into this. One of the first chapters in the book is the buy-in and you have to buy into this. You know, you might've been, unfortunately, um, we've seen many doctors and gone on wild goose chases that for you was rheumatoid arthritis, although you can have rheumatoid arthritis and fibromyalgia. And that sometimes what happens is rheumatoid arthritis it's better than inflammatory markers actually proved, but I still have day. Oh, you have fibro as well, but they don't necessarily recognize the, the fibro. But actually it can be so enjoyable. And I like um, helping people. It's not just wistful thinking and it's a comprehensive approach. Helping people get better. So thank you for uh, coming and uh, taking your time to uh, share your story. Those who are listening, they're going to have a big impact on hundreds, maybe thousands of people of the country and the world are listening here. And uh, thanks. Well, thank you, Dr. Lenz. My pleasure. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. That wraps up the series, Teresa. And I hope that you've learned a lot. I really enjoyed our conversation. If you have any comments or questions, Dr. Michael Lenz at gmail.com. If you enjoy the podcast, please share this with others. Hit the like, follow button as well.